Hey friends, it is Allison, the unlikely pastor wife, and I am back today to talk about what it was like to grow up in the church in the 90s and the early 2000s and all the crazy things that we couldn't do that we all laugh about now. Let's go. Hey everyone. Yay. We're back. We are back from my little hiatus. Oh goodness. I hope you guys all enjoyed that last episode that I had about, um, OMG, really good discussion. Um, I had some of you DM me. That was awesome. Um, good discussion on what it means. And honestly, just thinking a little deeper, but we're not going to go back and rehash that episode. We have moved on. All right. So, um, first there's a disclaimer. Uh, I know last episode, my dog was hacking in the background. Um, but I want, you know, it's summer here. And so I have, I have children at home and, um, it might get loud in the background. We might have some interruptions, but I don't live a curated life. Um, and so if I will not be editing out any interruptions because I don't got time to edit all this crap out. Um, I'm just going to let it roll and whatever happens happens. All right. All right. So let's go. Um, I, today's, today's episode is about growing up in the church in the 90s and the early 2000s, things we weren't allowed to do. I did a Facebook Live. Oh my gosh, it was probably like a month and a half ago or a month ago. I don't remember. And it was like the best live I've ever done. It was super long. It was like 25 minutes. I'm never on live that long. And um, I basically just hopped on and was like, let's talk about what we couldn't do in the 90s at church, you know? And it turned into what we couldn't do at our Bible college. And so it's going to morph a little bit this episode. Um, but we're going to just talk about the things that we, <laughs> the crazy rules that we had in the 90s and early 2000s at church. And so I might hop around because my notes are crazy for this, you guys. Like, seriously, I literally was like, I have so many notes on this. I had so many people on that live. I probably had like, I don't know, like 400 comments or something like that of people just like discussion. You guys loved that. And I'm like, I have to make this into a podcast episode. So here I am doing that. So if my notes are a little scrambled, it's just because I was just like, like on my computer writing down everything that everyone said. So um, the first thing, the first thing off the bat is um, my earliest memory <laughs> Actually, probably not my earliest memory, but I remember secular music was a huge thing in my household. Like you could not listen to secular music. I remember, and, and for those of you who aren't part of the Christian world, secular music was anything that's not Christian. Okay. So anything that was n not Christian at all, which is really crazy because my dad um, had impeccable taste in music. I think that's where I get my love of so many different genres of music, but it wasn't like allowed in my house. It was so weird. I don't know. I'm gonna have to talk to my mom about that. I think, I think I know why. Cause she told me at one point we didn't listen to secular music because when your dad listened to secular music, it made him want to drink. I'm like, well, that's weird, but whatever. So we didn't have it in the house. Okay. Whatever. But my dad, like, you know, he, he, introduced me to the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr., Harry Connick, um, Frank Sinatra. Like, I just have such a, oh, Billy Joel, Billy Joel, sing us a song, the piano man. I mean, just all of these, it's not an episode without me, like, throwing in some singing. Like, it's just my life. You guys know I, I think in song, or if you've known me for any amount of time, I think in song. Um, but we like, so technically we weren't allowed to listen to secular music, but I, I knew a lot of secular music growing up. And, um, I remember back in the nineties, Disney channel was, um, 
you had to pay extra for Disney Channel. Do y'all remember that? And sometimes you would get like a free preview for like a week or something. And oh, I loved that because I could watch like the Mickey Mouse Club, Kids Incorporated. And I remember one time there was a New Kids on the Block concert that was being shown on there. And my mom walked in. I remember exactly where I was. This is like burned in my brain. Mom, if you're listening to this, you probably don't even remember this. But she was, she walks in. She's like, what, what are you watching? And I'm like, new kids on the block. I mean, I'm like 11, 10. I was sorry, 10. This is when they were huge. And she's like, you need to turn this off right now. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, um, and it was because there was a part in that that was like, love the way you turn me on mad stuff. You got the right stuff. And my mom's like, do you even know what that means? And I'm like 10. I'm like, no, I don't care. Like, I just like the music. It's fun. It's, it's a bop. Um, but it was like, you cannot listen to this. Okay. You absolutely cannot. Um, and so I did it. And so all, I remember all my friends going to new kids on the block concerts. I went to Carmen. I went to the Carmen concert. That was my first concert. It was free. It was at the Thomas and Mack center in Vegas where I grew up until I was 11. Um, that was my first concert was Carmen. So secular music was a big no, no. And I remember Amy Grant. Do y'all remember this? I know you do. I know you do. When Amy Grant came out with her heart in motion, baby, baby, the Christian world lost their freaking minds. The girl that had been singing, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, is now singing, baby, baby, I'm taken with the notion. And it, it, Amy Grant was so mild. It was so mild. The Christian world freaking lost their minds. It's so crazy. And I remember being in sixth grade and I had the heart in motion like VHS tape, which is so funny because again, my mom didn't really like secular music in the house, but I had the heart in motion VHS. And I remember like us having a youth group like session, if you will, like a service and the pastor being like, you need to bring all of your, all of your CDs that aren't Christian and we're going to burn them. We're going to put them on the altar. And so, you know, me, I was like, I'm going to get rid of my Amy Grant heart in motion VHS. And I did. And then like four days later, I'm like, frick. I wish I would have kept that because <laughs> like in a week, we'd all go back to being like, oh man, my Ace of Base CD. Dang it. I really like that CD. Like all this music that it was really not even bad. We're like, no, I, I, I'm only going to listen to Newsboys, you know, shine, make them wonder what you got. Um, so that was like the first thing I've, I've spent six minutes talking about music because it was a very huge part of my life, but that was a huge thing. You guys, do you remember that? Like you would bring your CDs and you would not listen to that music anymore. And then like three days later, you're listening to 99.5 on your radio in your room, you know, to LO Cool J or whatever. So, you know, I feel like I turned out pretty well considering all the music in the nineties. Um, I have a shirt that I wear that says I was raised on nineties hip hop and that is the truth. All right. Um, okay. Moving on. Another thing we couldn't do. No dancing, no dancing. Now I have some Mormon friends and they're like, Oh, that's weird. Cause we had dances all the time. And I'm like, I know, which I didn't, I was like, the Mormons are having dancing, but I can't dance. Like what? Why not? Why can't I dance? So I remember my eighth grade graduation, there was like a party for the eighth graders afterwards and there was a dance and I totally went to it and I did not tell my parents and I was felt so convicted. And if you don't know what convicted means, it means you feel guilty. Like, oh, like the Holy Spirit's telling you, ooh, shame, shame, shame. You shouldn't have done that. Um, I mean, has anyone ever been to an eighth grade dance or a middle school dance? It's awkward. It's weird. I mean, at least it wasn't my day. I don't know what it was like now. I don't know. It could be very bad. Um, but you know, in eighth grade, like you had girls on one side, guys on the other. It was, it wasn't 
anything probably like it, what it is today. Uh, but my parents finally, at the age of 16, they allowed me to go to dances. And they're like, fine, you're 16. I was a junior in high school. If you want to go to dances, that's going to be your decision. Like I was deciding to like, I don't know, live a life of sin because I decided to go to dances. <laughs> and if you know me today, you know, I still love to dance. I love music. It's like a part of my life. It's part of who I am. Like I think in song. I, I, I how can you tell somebody like me not to dance? You know, it's just, it's a, just a part of who I am. But, um, part of that was like no prom. Like I remember not going to prom One, I was never asked by any boys. Um, but <laughs> Another one was that we had prom alternative with our youth group. And so that was when we would go to Seattle, dress up, have a nice dinner, stay in a nice hotel with all of our youth leaders and our youth pastor the same weekend as prom. And then we like all hang out and stuff. But it was like, no, you know what happens on prom? No one should be going to prom. And I'm like, why? This is really stupid. Like it just didn't like looking back now, it's so crazy. Now I will say my senior year. I was in a singing jazz ensemble. We traveled a lot and we went to a competition in Fullerton, California, and it was the weekend of prom and it was my senior year, like I said. And so we dressed up and had prom at Disney. And I, if I could find the picture, I'll try to put it on Facebook, but I don't even know if I still have it. Um, but yeah, we totally dressed up, took our pictures in front of the castle. Everyone kind of had a date, you know, I think I got whatever was left over. Um, <laughs> and um went and danced in carnation plaza and then had if you guys know anything about disneyland and then had dinner at the blue bayou and then we all changed out of our clothes after that and we put our normal clothes on we went and road road rides it was super fun um but again it wasn't prom and then the year before that i think two years before that i had gone to prom alternative so the whole dancing thing is just it, cra it just cracks me up um there was a whole other thing. Modest is hottest. Do you guys remember that whole thing? Okay. That was, that's a whole other discussion about purity culture in the nineties um, because it was so toxic. Like thinking back on purity culture in the nineties was seriously so freaking toxic. Um, so girls couldn't wear two piece, two, two piece bathing suits at youth events, which I kind of understand that even now, like my daughter's at camp right now and she's couldn't wear a two piece bathing suit. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, we had to wear shirts over our bathing suits. Um, and like I said, I'm kind of okay with that now. Have you seen some of the bathing suits today for kid, for teenagers? I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I remember having an adorable Easter outfit that was a cute teal blazer and this little short skirt. I mean, I was like 16, right? I had this cute little body. Um, and I think I, I know I haven't told the story before about this, but my mom was pulled aside at church and told that my outfit was inappropriate. And I'm like, I'm wearing a friggin' blazer, you know? And it, yeah, it, it wasn't a super short skirt. It probably came like mid-thigh, but you know, that's that was fine for a 16-year-old. Um, but apparently when I was walking up the stairs, someone could see up my skirt. Well, I'm sorry. Tell them to not look up my skirt, perv. Like, that's their problem. But no, it's not your problem. Your daughter shouldn't be wearing that to church, okay? Gross, toxic. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, I have told this story before. My youth pastor's wife, um, I don't know if she listens to this. And if she does, I mean, there's forgiveness, whatever. But um, I came into the youth group, youth group room in my cheerleading outfit because I was picking up my sister. Um, and uh, we, this was before cell phones. And so I had to go into the youth room on a youth night. I hadn't gone. We had a game that night, so I had to cheer. And my youth pastor's wife pulled me aside, and she said, don't ever come up here in that, in that uniform again. And I'm like, what? everybody in this room has seen me in this uniform. 
I wear it to school on game days. Like I had to come get my sister, you know? Um, it was just, it made me feel so shameful. Like, and again, everyone had seen me in my uniform. Like it wasn't a big deal. Um, but again, it was this modest is hottest, this shame. It's like, oh, the girls should be, you know, not making the boys stumble. Or how about you teach boys to not be pervs? How about that? Okay. I already said that once. Um, I had someone tell me on the Facebook live that they were told that they couldn't show their collarbones because it would make boys stumble. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Like it's just insane. This whole like modest is hottest thing in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, at church camp, you guys, we could not mix bathe. You know what that means? Boys and girls could not swim at the same time. So boys were at one time and girls were at another time uh, I guess so people don't see each other in bathing suits. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know if they still do that. I'll have to ask my daughter to see if like, Hey, at camp. Well, I don't think they had a pool at camp, but, um, if at youth events, can you guys all swim together? It's weird. Um, I had a lot of people tell me shows that they couldn't watch in the nineties. So Smurfs, people couldn't watch Smurfs because there was magic. All right. There was magic. It was evil. Someone else said He-Man. I don't know why you couldn't watch He-Man. Um, if you can comment on, you know, this, that would be great. Um, but He-Man, I, I was a girl. I didn't watch He-Man. Um, Rugrats. Someone said they couldn't watch Rugrats because they were, the kids were disrespectful. <laughs> and then add The Simpsons to that as well. I mean, we were allowed to watch The Simpsons. It's been around since I was like in third grade, y'all. It's been like 30 years. But Bart was so disrespectful that, um, you know, you shouldn't watch The Simpsons. Um, Friends? Nope. Nope. People couldn't watch Friends. Um, 90210. Now, this was a big deal because it was on Wednesday nights, which I had church on Wednesday nights, but I loved 90210. And so when I went to college, we would actually watch 90210. It was like the only show um, that I that we would, we would watch and make a conscious effort to watch. We'd usually go to the gym and work out while it was on. But I remember people couldn't watch Friends and then 902 and I was a big nopey nope, which I, you guys, I get it now as a parent looking back. I'm like, there was a lot of like just teenage drinking and premarital sex and all of these things that, you know, obviously are not godly. <laughs> but on the other hand, like I think about what I let my daughter watch now and we just have conversations about it and she's a really good kid. So it's, I don't know. It was like, there was no conversation. I think that's the biggest thing. There was no conversation. It was like, no, you don't watch that. Don't watch that. And it's like, well, why? Well, just, you can't watch it. Okay. Whatever. This one always got me, you guys, no Halloween. Now my family trick-or-treated. Okay. So we, we trick-or-treated. We couldn't listen to secular music. But we could trick or treat. And I remember there were parents in the church that were crazy strict about it. However, they wouldn't celebrate Halloween, but what, we're going to dress up and go to church where they'll give you candy and you'll play carnival games and we'll just call it a harvest festival. <laughs> it's the same thing. It was on Halloween night and it was like, nope, we're not going to go door to door because we don't celebrate Halloween, but we're going to go to the church because then we can call it a harvest festival and then it's not Halloween. But yet it's the same thing. Do you guys remember that? It was so stupid. It's so stupid looking back on it now. And if you don't celebrate Halloween now, that's totally fine. But again, why are you why are you going to Harvest Festival on the same night? It's, I don't know. Sorry, I have to get a drink of water. It seems silly to me. 
Um, I remember Pokemon being a huge deal. I was never into that in the 90s, but um, that was also like, you can't, you know, you're afraid. Oh, it's magic. Pokemon. Again, I don't get it because it's not something I was into, but a lot of people said Pokemon. Um, This is also around the time Harry Potter came out. And I remember I was chastised by fellow classmates in college because I had read the first book. Um, we were sitting around a table in the cafeteria and they were like going at me and I'm not going to say who it was. I distinctly remember the boy that was doing it. And I was just like, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever had in my life. Like Harry Potter, you're going to be a witch or, you know, whatever it was that they would say. It's, it's evil. Totally wasn't. Um, it's so funny to me though, because the Lord of the Rings, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe were okay, but not Harry Potter. And I actually ended up doing a paper on that, comparing and contrasting Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe to Harry Potter. Um, you know, really the whole good versus evil thing. Um, really interesting. So then, then the conversation on Facebook went to college. And so I have to just tell you right now, I went to a very conservative Christian Bible college in Springfield, Missouri. And, um, someone, I have to preface this by saying that we were a ministry college. So it was for people who were going into ministry. Now down the street, there was another liberal arts college that was affiliated with our denomination, like our, our church, our big church denomination. And they were, they had a lot less stringent rules, but we had like such crazy, crazy rules. So the first one, we could not have playing cards. Like I was in a traveling singing group and we couldn't have playing cards on the bus. Like, you know, the cards that you get like in casinos or whatever. Ryan was a basketball player. My husband, he, the same thing for him when they were traveling, they could not have playing cards. Um, so everyone played Rook. (laughs) So I had friends tell me that they could play cards in the lobbies and stuff. But if you were on like an official school trip, absolutely no playing cards. None. Why? Again, there was no, there was no talking about why. And even if they said why, it was probably dumb. Like, it's probably a really dumb reason. Kind of like my grandma growing up and she didn't go to roller rinks and she didn't go to movies and she didn't go to bowling alleys because sin happened there. It's just, it's crazy the way things have changed. Um, So at my college, we couldn't attend movie theaters. Couldn't go to movies. Um, We would sneak them and hope that the staff, like the school staff, wasn't roaming around the parking lots looking for our school parking stickers on our cars. But the best was when you would be like walking into a movie and you'd see a professor from your school at the movies and we would just like give each other a quick like nod and then just move on. Like, yep, I saw you. You saw me. But we're not saying anything to anybody because I don't even think the professors were allowed to see movies. Um, But everyone did. But I remember people being like, oh, I got in trouble because my car was parked in this movie theater parking lot and they were going around looking for stickers of people who, which is just crazy. Like, do we not have more things to do with our time than to go and police if people are going to movies? It's just crazy. Um, <clears throat> my first three years of college, women had to wear skirts with nylons or socks and we could only wear pants if it was 50 degrees or below. <laughs> You guys, I remember I got written up once for wearing pants because it was 55 degrees. And I'm like, it is cold. I'm, I don't want to wear a skirt today. I'm just wearing pants. I don't, okay, I'll get written up. Who gives a crap? Um, and so I got written up. Nothing happened, but whatever. Guys had to wear pants and collared shirts and we couldn't wear shorts. Anybody, no one could wear shorts unless we were headed to a sporting event that we were participating in at the gym. That's the only time we could wear shorts. Otherwise, it had to be pants all the time. So imagine moving into your dorm room in August in Springfield, Missouri, when it's the air is so thick, it's like breathing butter in jeans. And 
in a t-shirt because you couldn't wear spaghetti straps, you know. It was just, I don't even know if we could wear sleeveless now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know if we could. Could women wear sleeveless? If you know, direct message me on Instagram because I don't remember if we could even wear sleeveless. Um, So that was like a crazy thing. We had, okay, so at our college, we had chapel five days a week and we had to swipe our ID card to prove that we were there, okay? And then we had assigned seating and guys and girls did not sit together. Okay, guys and girls sat totally in separate sections at my Bible college, and you had an assigned seat because they had a lady that we called the chapel hawk who would go around and make sure that you were in your assigned seat during chapel. She would take attendance. Like she would, um, she would like mark if you were gone and you only got a certain amount of absences a semester. I want to say it's like, like eight or something like that. It wasn't very many. And again, this is five days a week, Monday through Friday, you guys. Oh, maybe we're only allowed five absences. Maybe it was five absences a semester. Or, and then you'd be put on travel probation. That was like a huge thing. You'd be like, oh, why why, why are you on probation? Oh, it's chapel probation. <laughs> I've skipped chapel too much. Oh my gosh. It just makes me laugh. It's just all so, re- it's all so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And if you were absent, but you were there, you had to show your chapel notes. Be like, I was here. Look at my chapel notes. You know what I mean? Some people took notes. Some people didn't. But if they marked you absent um, or you were sitting in the wrong seat, you had to prove that you were there. Um, and then, you know, what's really funny about being separated, boys and girls. Then there was a marriage section in the balcony. <laughs> there was a married section in the balcony where, because, you know, you're in Bible college. People are getting married. And so it was like, oh, you guys can now sit together because you're married. You guys, isn't that insane? It's so insane. Um, We could not have TVs in our rooms. Guys would have them to play video games on, but they'd hide them under their beds during room checks and like cover them up. I didn't know any girls with TVs in their rooms. Um, We had a TV on each hall in the common area, um, the lounge for each hall. Um, But again, we really didn't watch a lot of TV back then. And no one of the opposite sex could ever be in each other's rooms except for one time a year at open dorms. And that was when we would decorate our halls at Christmas and then there would be like this big contest. And that was always really fun because you could like kind of go through and see everybody's dorm rooms and things like that. Which honestly, we took our daughter to a college um, tour. What was it? Like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now. And um, we were looking at the dorm rooms and so I raised me, I raised my hand. I was that mom. I was like, so what are the rules about the opposite sex in each other's dorm rooms? And they're like, that's a great question. It is allowed. They have to have the door open at a hundred and something degrees. Um, you know, like angle, not temperature wise. And, um, my husband and I looked at each other and we were laughing so hard and we were like, this is so different than the college we grew up in. Um, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And again, I say this, it was a Bible college. And so we were preparing for ministry. So we had higher standards. Um, but you couldn't ever have somebody of the opposite sex. But again, the college down the street, that was the same affiliation was a liberal arts college and you could have people in your dorm room. But again, you had to have the door like wide open, which I totally think is great. Um, and then the last thing, I'm going to say, because this is getting really long, but you could not have anything pierced except for your ears as girls. Guys could not have anything pierced. And I'm going to end it with this because I love this story. So this was when belly button piercings were all the rage. And of course, I don't have one now because 
it just would not look cute. Okay. Let's just be real and honest. It is not cute on a 42 year old mom bod, um, which is fine. You know, I own it. Um, but my best friend, Rachel and I both got our belly buttons pierced and our friend Sarah went with us. (laughs) I think Liz might've gone with us too. My friend Liz. Um, and so we got our belly buttons pierced and then there was this rumor going around our school that girls had had their belly buttons pierced. And so RAs were walking around and talking about it and the Dean of Women Okay, we're having girls lift up their shirts to see who had their belly buttons pierced. And oddly enough, Rachel and I were never asked to do such a thing. Or maybe our RA did ask us and she saw it. And she's like, whatever. I don't remember. If Marla is listening to this, Marla, where were you are, I think she was our RA that year. That was our crazy year. It was my, I think it was my sophomore year. It was my sophomore year. So I think I was 19. Um, but you could not have anything pierced. Like I have my nose pierced now. Um, It went from my belly button to my nose. (laughs) And you guys, we thought we were so rebellious and so like, oh my gosh, we got our belly buttons pierced at Kaleidoscope. Um, But that, those were the rules. These were the rules that we grew up in, you know, and, and once the, once the, the, what's this called? The president of the college left my senior year, the summer before my senior year, everything changed. Um, well, and I, I, I say everything, not everything changed. We could see movies and we didn't have to wear skirts and all that crap anymore. Um, you still couldn't have a, someone of the opposite sex in your room, but you know, I understand the rules, but it was just wild growing up in the nineties and looking back. And I wonder if my kids are going to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, mom, you didn't let us do this. But I'm thinking about what don't I let them do now? And there's really not a lot, you know, if it's not sin, um, if it's not compromising your faith or yourself, I, I just feel like, you know, teaching your kids wisdom and discernment and if they're strong in their faith, um, just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there were just so many rules and I can look back and laugh now. I know some of you have church trauma and I get that and I'm not downplaying that, please. I should have like prefaced that trigger warning church church abuse, um, church manipulation. I should have done a trigger warning, but it's fine. However, um, I understand now as a parent, I get the rules, but then other times I'm like, that was so dumb. So anyways, if you were on that Facebook live and you added some of this stuff, I appreciate you guys. It's so funny to look back and think about like, Oh my gosh, the things we couldn't do back in the nineties and the two thousands. If you grew up in church. So thanks you guys for another great episode. We will see you next time.